Welcome to the Mac DevOps YVR podcast. This podcast is about the Mac DevOps YVR conference in beautiful Vancouver, British Columbia. This year, the conference is taking place June 10th, 11th, and 12th, 2020. We'll interview guests and discuss topics around managing Macs using open source software projects inspired by DevOps. Our goal is to encourage developers and IT to work together to solve problems for our community. For more information, see our website, mdoyvr.com. This is the Mac DevOps podcast. Well, welcome everybody. Uh, it's a beautiful sunny day here in uh, Vancouver, Canada. Um, how is it in uh, Washington State, JD? Are you in the other Vancouver? I am in the other Vancouver and it's lovely here today. Nice warm weather. I'm not going to give you the Celsius because I have no idea what it is. Uh, it felt like 20, but I think it was only 10 or 11, but maybe it's because we were just coming out of an ice age that uh, 10 degrees feels like a lot warmer um, but yeah, and Ashton is our special guest today. Yeah, Ashton, welcome to the Mac DevOps podcast. How are you doing, Ashton? I am doing great. Thank you for having me. Is there still sunlight where you are? Uh, it is getting pretty dark. Um, it's getting dark. It was a beautiful day, even though I didn't get a chance to enjoy it, but it was nice. You're all the way on the other coast in the Atlantic provinces. Mm -hmm. Nova Scotia to be exact Nova Scotia I didn't want to give the GPS coordinates and just in case we have some rabid Mac DevOps fans looking for graphic recording um, <laughs> well there's there's a million people ish in Nova Scotia so yes who knows they'll find that country road and, <laughs> <laughs> and I do live on a country road I always say I live uh, on a back road off a back road off another back road. That's, that's where I live. So just keep going in the woods uh, further and you'll find me eventually. Uh, it must be beautiful there. I remember going through uh, Nova Scotia in the spring and it's just, uh, we still had snow when I was living in Newfoundland for a brief period of time. And then going to, to Nova Scotia, I was like, what? They already have spring? It's just so beautiful. And <laughs> oh, That's awesome. Yes. So Ashton, you were our awesome special guest for Mac DevOps 2019 last year as our graphic recording superstar. Um, mm -hmm. You were part of the awesome plan to make Mac DevOps great again. Um, I mean, <laughs> tell us the origin story of how Ashton and Mac DevOps came together because that wasn't really part of my brilliant plan in the beginning. You were like, hey, Matt, you need me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess it sort of went like that. It did, it I did. My my friends call me the the pitching queen and the follow up queen for a reason, I guess. So, I have uh, done a lot of work with the DevOps Days um, worldwide community and doing a lot of events. I I feel like I've lost track, but I think I'm up to like doing fifteen over the last three years of their events. And um, yeah, so I was just doing some googling and seeing what's going on, especially in Canada. And uh, yeah, I came across you and sent you a little email and basically the rest was history. Normally I just delete any emails that get sent to the conference that you know aren't from attendees and I'm just like, nope, don't wanna buy anything, I don't need anything. But then you were like, I've done DevOps conferences and, and I was like, what does she do? And then <laughs> I was like, is it, but it looked really cool. You were like talking about graphic recording and drawing and I'm like, but I was like having trouble. I was like, never seen a conference where they've done this. So I was like, how would this look? How would this work? Or where would we, she would stand behind the speaker. Would she be in this, in the audience? Like, where would she be? And I was having trouble. And then when I went to your website and I looked at some of the videos you had of you drawing and, and recording all the conferences. And I just thought, 
that looks awesome. And I was like, just come to the Mac DevOps conference. And then I still didn't know until the day, you know, you showed up how it was going to happen. And then you were like, don't worry, Matt, I will figure it out. I will find a spot to be on stage and I will do it. And you asked me to find some material for you and I couldn't figure it out what it was because there was a lot of other details for the conference. And you're like, don't worry, Matt, I'll find it. <laughs> you set yourself up and. Yeah, no, it was awesome. I, yeah, I do remember showing up and you were just like, I don't know where you're going to be. And I'm like, I got this. Don't worry about it. Yeah. yeah I, I love, I, I'm just like a well-oiled machine at this point that I'm just like, it's all good. I got, like, as long as you're flexible, I'm flexible. We'll figure it out. I had no idea like how it was going to be. And some of the talks were telling awesome stories and then just having you, you record it and draw out the storyline, like literally drawing out a line of like a historical talk or a talk where it starts. And then, and then you had a, obviously the brilliant idea of posting them in the social room and then people were hanging out, drinking coffee and then eating and just looking at these talks. Like literally the talk has happened, but we're watching it again. We're looking and it's like, we're looking at cave art, like of just like recorded history. And we're, we're trying to, you know, I just thought it was so brilliant and so amazing. And uh, I was, I was so glad that it was my brilliant idea. No, I'm so glad that you, <laughs> you decided that it would be so awesome to come and participate. Um, yeah, and it was great. One of the things I really do love is is seeing, I like taking pictures of people, like having conversations by them because it does help continue that conversation. So um, I always love kind of, I, I don't get to kind of enjoy most of that because I'm, you know, just busy doing other things like prepping for the next one or whatever. But uh, I like, you know, when I can see people really having a conversation. I was at a conference last July and what they decided to do was, um, you know, because people usually bombard the speakers right after, you know, oodle over them a little bit. And they said, go and meet, you know, the, the graphic recording is going to be hung in this area. Go and meet the speaker there. So uh, that, that was kind of an interesting thing, too. I'm always really surprised at all the different use cases. Yeah. I had a couple weeks ago at a in-person event that I was at. Yeah. Um, someone had said that they had been to a couple of the events that I'd been to over the last few years. And they said that they collected them all and they put them on a slideshow. And like, as their bosses were coming in, they were, you know, so it was something a little bit um, fun and colorful for people to kind of look at rather than just like a logo on a slide. So, you know, I'm always really surprised with all the different ways that people use them. I really need to start writing these things down. <laughs> I keep saying that I need to start writing these things down, but um yeah, I'm just as surprised as everybody else. So, well, I mean, it might be a little bit off-putting to do a DevOps days or some technical event where you don't know anything, and I feel that way. Sometimes just standing around at DevOps days, I don't know what's going on either. Sometimes it gets so technical. But now that you've been to like DevOps days in New York and a bunch of places, you know, you were in Amsterdam, you're different places. You're getting some of the lingo down, and are you you're finding out which kind of appropriate square box with a round circle in it that, that you can draw to represent this weird technical thing or oh man I was I had a conversation with someone about like doing a talk about like about me doing a talk about all the things that I've learned by drawing by drawing out all these technical talks and we were just sort of joking about it back and forth it was but you know one of the things is like you get a whole bunch of people at one conference saying like, use this tool, it's amazing. And then you go to the next conference and they're like, that tool is garbage, never use it again. <laughs> it's like, it's like very like, we love this thing and we hate this thing all even sometimes on the same week or from the next event. And yeah, the opinions are really, uh, really interesting. But 
Um, I feel like I'm starting to kind of learn a little bit. I, I was thinking about, um, you know, I should probably read up on a few things. I seem to be able to make out okay without doing a whole lot of research ahead of time. I remember the first DevOps Days event I did though, was DevOps Days Toronto in 2017, I think. And um, I just remember I had downloaded a couple of the talks to watch on the plane. And it was a really big deal because it was like the first time I ever had to get on an airplane to go and do my work. So I was like really excited, but so nervous. And um, I remember watching some of those videos on the plane and I was like, what have I gotten myself into? I was so freaked out. Yeah. But it worked out really well, obviously. But yeah, no, it was um, a little bit. How did you get that first gig? Like, how did you get the idea? How did you get the audacity to put yourself out there? Well, I, I did a lot of research on like how to do reach out through email um, because I like to hide behind email. I'm not going to call someone if I don't have to. <laughs> um, but I, it was late 2016 and I had been sort of doing this work a little bit on and off in between having kids. Um, and it was late 2016 when I was like, I'm going to like build a business. Like I'm going to like, do this already because I felt like at the time I had a secret business and I would sort of do it if you know my friend who was a facilitator he'd bring me in on things and stuff like that but yeah I was I just remember it was like August 2016 and I was like I'm gonna just figure this out and uh have the personality when I decide I'm gonna do something I give a hundred million percent so um yeah, I spent a lot of time, like the first few months of 2017, just like reach out, reach out, reach out, and like rejection, rejection constantly, just sort of figuring it out. Um, but yeah, I would say DevOps Toronto was probably one of my first big wins when it came to reaching out. And that, you know, completely snowballed for me. And, you know, I feel like embedded into the, the community now, which is lovely. So um yeah, and it's given me a lot of experience, not just, um, you know, doing a lot of talks in a certain field, um, you know, kind of, I felt like it's, even though I wasn't necessarily looking for a specific community to kind of be like niche in, it sort of happened. And I'm very grateful for it. But it, what, that wasn't necessarily my intention to go and find a bunch of, you know, engineers to hang out with all the time. But Everyone's really like, I feel very blessed that, you know, the majority of the people I work with are just so awesome that I'm like, we'd be friends, even if we, you know, so yeah, I feel very. Well, the best people to recommend you are your past clients. I mean, I find with that with my business, I didn't need to, to advertise sometimes when clients would just refer me to other friends and their colleagues and their clients. And so you've gotten probably more DevOps gigs from current DevOps gigs and people recommend you. And I remember at our conference and Sarah Edwards, the forensics expert saw your talk and we were like, Oh, I know you're going tomorrow, but can we get you to just to draw her talk? And then she was like, I want you to come and draw at our conference and do you some graphic recording. And so, I mean, yeah, yeah that worked out really well. That was like a few weeks turnaround and I'm getting on a plane again. It was like two weeks out and something we were trying to figure out the logistics, but yeah, that was pretty, uh, that was pretty awesome. But yeah, no, definitely. Um, I, I, I definitely have to do a lot of follow up with people still and, and kind of, I kind of feel like I still have to hit the ground a little bit 
when it comes to like that because it's more like hey remember me kind of <laughs> thing um but yeah I've been trying to kind of use my network um more so recently so that I'm not having to do so much like cold outreach because it is a lot of work um but yeah well, I'm looking forward to uh, having you uh, record our uh, next Mac DevOps conference, and uh, we're going to be doing things a little bit differently, but i uh, love to have you there to be recording it. So um, mm-hmm. I can't wait to see what we figure out and how we figure it out. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm really excited because I was doing, um, I was doing a, an online conference recently, and uh I, I need to kind of digest all of the learnings from it. But one thing that I thought was really interesting was the level of engagement. And, you know, people are always really engaging when it's in person, but it was a it was a different kind of engagement. And a lot of times when I go to events, um, speakers are really popular, right? And so a lot of times I don't really speak to them very much or very little. And um I had, I think I had more speakers engaging with me on the, on on the virtual conference than I have any conference ever that I've ever done. I thought that was really interesting. Like some of them kind of went out of their way to like find me and, you know, send me a request on LinkedIn and stuff. And that doesn't happen very often. Usually I'm the one reaching out to them. So I think, um, you know, because you don't have the distractions of everything being in person and be like, oh, I'm just going to like pop out and then pop in and, and that kind of thing. Um, that engagement and the connection was really, really strong. So I'm sure. And um, asking for a friend who was running a conference, uh, how did it work? I mean, uh... <laughs> it was really good. And the organizer, he said that he was going to like write up like how it, how all the things that he figured out worked. It worked. It ran very smoothly. Um, so I can certainly share that document. Yeah, I have some friends that might be interested. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everybody's uh, scratching, scratching their heads. Like, how do we make this happen in a great way? And how do we have engagement? How do we bring people in? How do we, you know, I mean, for years, you know, we've been doing Mac DevOps and I'm certainly excited by bringing people together and having a community. And it's great when people are there and yes, the talks are nice, but people like hanging out in the hallway and coffee and mm-hmm. learning from each other and, but, you know, part of me is also like, oh, but the plane trips and the, the the environment and what are we doing? We're bringing people together, but we're we're on planes. And, you know, sometimes you can feel a little guilty about your effect on the planet, you know, even though we're trying to exist and live and do our things. But you know, there's always those. So the idea of having a, a, an online event is on the one hand, well, maybe we didn't want to do a totally online event, but now we have this opportunity to do it differently. And maybe there's a, there are some pros and I've had contacts from people in Europe and other places far away, and they're just like, well, we couldn't come to your conference or we didn't want to take a plane trip. But now that you're going to do it online, we really want to participate. And so a lot more people, you know, are interested and are able to participate. Mm-hmm. So it, there's an opportunity <laughs> to, to make it awesome. And um, I'm looking forward to figuring out a good way to, yeah, to showcase like you recording it while people are giving talks and hoping to do some panels where we can get discussions going and getting people engaged and, I have a friend of mine, Felipe, who I flew out last year uh, to help me coordinate the people doing the documentary interviewing stuff. He's been doing amazing panels. He's really good at organizing people. So he's been getting a bunch of experts and, and people to talk and make little panels on live YouTube. And I feel like that helps. Everyone says something and then there's a discussion. Questions come in. The host is looking at questions and posing them to the different speakers. And 
it seemed like a very engaging format, not just like a, oh, we're going to have an hour long, you know, could be our pre-recorded talk and, uh, you know, everyone's going to be snoozing off. So we have to find a way to engage people. And sometimes shorter talks are good and sometimes maybe a panel and maybe yeah, most, am most amazing recording at the same time would, would help to, uh, to highlight some, some stuff. Um, yeah, so we're still still trying to figure the the best format and looking to see what everyone else is doing and seeing how people engage their audience. And mm -hmm. That's where you come in, Ashton. That's right. I'll try my best. I'll try. <laughs> the pressure. It's so much. Because uh, you draw, you draw good. Um, yeah, it really adds an element to it. So nice, nice yeah, English yeah. there, Matt. <laughs> It's my second language. It's uh, it's it's much gooder than other people. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's gooder. Yeah, no, um, yeah, no, I'm excited. It's it's definitely I've been trying uh I've been trying for a while now to figure out how to um you know, not travel as much, mostly because I have small kids. So you know, uh, try to do some customer discovery about a year and a half ago about doing like digital online recording. What would that look like? And didn't get any bites and didn't, you know, I don't know if I just, it was my explaining of it didn't land well. I don't know if it was part me, part, you know, people just weren't interested, but it just never really went anywhere. But now, obviously, it's like a whole other conversation because people are forced into it, right? So, mm -hmm. and like you said, like they're looking for that other element of of engagement and and bringing the words to life. And um, you know, so obviously, you, it's lovely to be in person, but yeah. Are you drawing on your Wacom and watching the talk, or how do you work? Or yeah, so um, I'm a bit of a minimalist, so I try to have as few fused devices as possible. <laughs> So I have a Microsoft Surface, um, which is great because it's like my all-in-one. So I draw. So that's what I did for the recent conference is draw right on that and, uh, you know, share the screen and people can kind of see it unfold, which is, you know, different because if, if people at an in-person event, if they want to see it unfold, they have to sit sort of close to where I'm, where I'm at. Yeah. Um, where I'm positioned, but online that's, you know, and one thing that we didn't do for this one, but I certainly could was like record my screen at the same time. And then you could have videos of the almost like, um, you know, less glorified kind of whiteboard explainer video, at, you know, as like a bonus that you could always put with um, any other recordings that you have, which would be kind of fun. So, yeah. You mean like a in, in progress, or a live, like a live view yeah. of drawing? Or? Yeah, yeah. Well, during the event, like have a live view, which is what we did for this one. And, um, you know, so people can, you know, look at the slides or they can look, you know, at what I'm doing and see it unfold. And I had some people comment that they really appreciated that and they thought it was really engaging and fun. Um, and then also I could record my screen too, right? So you could have all the video files mm. of, you know, it being all drawn out. Um, that you could accompany with yeah. the actual talk that you might have recorded as, as well, yeah. right? So just there's like pros and cons to everything, right? There's. Well, we're know, gonna have that. to do some tests. Maybe we can do a little test, um, yeah. some tech tests or test. I don't do much testing, but when I do, I do it in production. That's what the joke <laughs> is, right? You know, it's like do it. We'll do it live. We'll we'll try it. And we're like, nope, let's try it again. Uh, 
it's also pretty interesting to relive the graphic recording as the talk goes on. So that's an added bonus to recording it live. Mm -hmm. And I always say, like, I'm just as surprised as everybody else what it's going to look like because I don't know what they're going to say, right? So, <laughs> and I, I like, I'm honestly, like, I channel Bob Ross, like, every day. <laughs> like happy little accidents there's like a happy little accident in everything because i'm like oh i didn't mean to do that well what are we gonna do now and then it just ends up being something completely different than what i had thought in the moment you know because all the decisions you're making are in the moment i thought about recently too was like what you make like ten thousand, whatever the number is oh yeah thousand decisions a day and i'm like oh my gosh when i'm graphic recording it's probably like 50 Fifty thousand. It's just because it's like immediate decision making, like on the fly, right? And you think like, oh, this is the direction it's gonna go, and then it changes, and then you're like, all right, happy little accident. What's gonna What's gonna happen? That it's gonna, you know, turn around. So. Yeah, I was thinking at the conference last year when you were you were recording one of the talks, and I was just like, had like a stress moment. I was like, how is she gonna record that? I don't know. What that is impossible. It's impossible to graphically represent this thing that is being, oh, she did it. Okay. That, <laughs> that's nice. Yeah. It's like, I have no idea how she was going to do that, but wow. Yeah. It's definitely. Yeah. Add like, a little bit of shadow. Got my handy gray marker. Just, you know, <laughs> pop, make it pop off the page and you're good to go. Well, you're a true magician. Oh, you're too kind. You're too kind. <laughs> So what, what have been some of your highlights in your uh, graphic recording career, Ashton? Oh, my gosh. Um, well, getting to travel a lot has been really lovely. Places that I never thought I'd be able to visit. Um, I've done quite a lot of extensive traveling in the last three years, so that's been really lovely. Hold on to um, that. I know. Hold on. To, I'm going to hold on to those <laughs> memories. I'm going to hold on to those lovely memories. Um I think like one of the, you know, like the first things that I think about is like, oh, when I, you know, graphic recorded, you know, Steve Wozniak at the GoTo conference last year, you know, being on the stage with him and, you know, and then after the event, everyone's crowding around him and trying to talk to him. And I'm just sort of watching from above because I was still on the stage and had this like different, you know, view of, you know, people kind of, you know, wanting to talk to him and everybody crowding around. And I'm just like chilling up there, like close, but, you know, not really engaged. And, you know, so that kind of thing. But one of the things, is, which isn't like conference work, but one of the things that I really love doing um, is more graphic facilitation. So when I'm in the room with people and they're having a conversation and I'm recording that conversation, um, it's very fulfilling because, you know, like I, I graphic recorded in a, um, with a company, this was a few years ago and they want, it was a new, there was a new manager and he wanted to understand what the culture was at the company. So, uh, myself and a facilitator, we took every single employee in groups of 20 and had them for half an hour and just said, how does this company show you they care? That was the only question and everybody had a say. And, you know, so I created a series of like six or seven charts based on these conversations. Um, you know, when people came up, you know, I remember this one 
guy, he came up to me and he said, I've worked at this company for 40 years and no one's asked me how I felt. Right. And I felt like I had this amazing opportunity to bring his, you know, opinion and his thoughts to life. That's like, it's not like, oh, well, we hear you person that you said this one time. Right. It's like, no, it's here. It's documented for everyone to see. Um, you know, and they took those and, and put them in the, the lunchroom. And I encouraged the, the plant manager to make them like living documents, like write on them. And like, I know it looks nice and cohesive, but like, you know, show people where you're making, you know, next steps and action and, you know, taking action on some of those things that they brought. And, um, you know, and some of them were really like small things that the manager could implement really quickly, like quick kind of quick wins kind of thing. And, you know, so I love having those types of opportunities to be able to, you know, cause that's how I got into this work was as a facilitator. That's how I learned about it. So being in groups of people and holding space and creating environments where people feel valued to speak, like I love that type of work. So, you know, the way that I, I feel like I was able to transition pretty easily into doing this work as being a facilitator, not necessarily being an artist, because I already had my listening skills down pretty good um, and able to reflect. Usually I would be kind of hearing what people are saying and reflecting back in words. But um, when I learned about graphic facilitation and graphic recording, I was like, oh, it's like reflecting back in pictures, right? So it's the same language, it's just different delivery. Um, I don't even remember what the question was. There's my, oh, favorite moments. Yeah, so it's like little <laughs> moments like that where people really feel valued and heard are the ones I think that stick with me the most. Um, yeah. I just remember seeing the look on Sarah Edwards' face when she saw her talk being illustrated. She just loved it. <laughs> and Aryan uh, von Bokhoven, who did the monkey report, and he talked about the history or the culture or the religion of open source software, and you had it all mapped out. And just when people, yeah, the look people have when they look at the talk that you've recorded is just, uh, it's a beautiful moment. And Well, and I think like speakers put so much work into their talk, right? And so much thought and so much, yeah, it's very you know, it's, it's their words, right? It's a delicate process for them. And I think if, if there's a way to encapsulate that and to really make them feel, you know, like that all of that hard work was worth it and that it, you know, can live on. And I think looking at slide decks later and everything is great, but to be able to have a snapshot and like, I always tell people like, look at it, you know, um, days, months, weeks, years later and you'll be able to look at that and you know remember what were the things that you know came from it even you know even things that were captured you can because it's like the way that your brain makes connections right so you know when I first started doing this work that was a thing that really sold me on the, how powerful it was was when I was capturing I looked at the picture months later and I remembered things that I wouldn't necessarily remember um, you know, it was a group that I was facilitating and I, I remembered where people sat and I remember things that people said beyond even what I had captured because I was brand new at it, right? <laughs> Didn't know what I was doing, but I still, it was still really valuable in those moments, right? So, um, having some sort of image that people can, you know, to really value what the speaker has to say and value their words. And then, you know, for the, 
you know, for the attendees to be able to actually, you know, potentially take action or, you know, live out some of those ideas. I think it's pretty awesome. I think you're helping to reprogram everyone's brain. So we learn graphically and visually sometimes in having to remap the talk with the visual symbols helps us to, to interpret it and understand it in perhaps a deeper way. It's like when you're studying and you need to write out your notes by hand or you need to do something to help you remember. It just it helps our brain interpret it. Uh, you're doing a valuable, valuable service, uh, Ashton. You should be well rewarded for this. <laughs> Everybody, please hire Ashton. She is available for work and she is awesome. I, uh, I think that's like one of the number, people always say the same thing when they come up to me, you know, at an event. And uh, num- I think the number one thing is I'm a visual learner, right? <laughs> and I think that's people connect with it that the most because they, I think it gives people permission to be able to learn in that style because um, it's not always accessible, you know, like looking at slides and stuff, like, you know, how visual can they be sometimes, right? So to be able to help elevate it, to help people learn deeper, I think it's like, you know, pretty awesome. Um, yeah. I wanted to ask you about this conference that you went to. You went to a whole conference of graphic recording superstars. Yeah, yeah. So there's an there's a, a worldwide organization um, that I'm a part of. Uh, it's the IFVP, which is the International Forum for Visual Practitioners. I think it started in the late '70s. I think this year was supposed to be. It was a special number. I think it's 20. Com- I think this year was supposed to be the 20th conference, um, but it's been postponed. But um, Yeah, no, I went to this conference in 2015. And I remember it was in Austin, Texas, and it was so hot. And I was seven months pregnant. (laughs) And it was insane. And uh, I went to that conference feeling like, okay, I think like, I'm going to either leave this conference feeling like I want to pursue this or, you know, maybe this will be something kind of on the side or for fun. And I was just so, so inspired and totally intimidated by everybody. But it was really interesting to go to the one in New Jersey in 2019 because I felt like I had I had grown so much and I felt like I was on the other side, you know, um, you know, people asking me me for my advice. I'm like, what? Like, you know, it was definitely a different experience from being like a complete newbie to being a few years in and people, you know, asking my, my opinion, it was very interesting, but yeah, it's, um, it's a very amazing community. Like this, the association is really amazing, but like we, as, um, you know, a worldwide network of graphic recording, um, professionals, and we all kind of use it in our own ways. Like some people work for companies and kind of incorporate these skills into their work you know, some people are like me and it's like their full-time thing or some people are more facilitators. Um, you know, there's lots of different ways that people incorporate the work, but um, we are very supporting of each other. And I think that's one of my favorite things about, you know, this type of industry because we're we're just like one big happy family. Like, you know, um, you know, recently you know, people have just been jumping online and hosting graphic jams and where everybody just gets on and draws together. And 
um, business brainstorming and just like all these really amazing supportive things, um, you know, because we're all sort of in that same boat together, right? So it's been, um, yeah, it's such a great community to be connected with. I am the Twitter volunteer for the organization. Wow. So I try to Twitter out things. Um, but uh, yes, yeah, so my first time actually volunteering with the organization. And I'm like, oh, I'm hanging out on Twitter anyways. So yeah, you're on Twitter, on Instagram. How, how do we find you? Yeah, so I have a whole bunch of different handles, which I know isn't consistent. But my Twitter is Mind's Eye CCF, which stands for the CCF stands for creative consulting and facilitation because technically that's my whole I have like a very long business name okay mind's eye creative consulting and facilitation is technically my legal business name um and saying you can search mind's eye creative on Facebook and my Instagram is Ashton mind's eye and then just my name for LinkedIn but I'm mostly hanging out on LinkedIn and Twitter these days but yeah and you have a website as well, right? Mindseyecreative.ca. Wee! <laughs> like little videos of you uh, in action. I like that, you know, just to help people visualize the process of visual recording, which I needed to look at because I was like, what is visual recording? And then I'm like, ah, it looks awesome. Yeah. But you made an interesting point, though, because you said even I, even though you saw those things, you still had to see it for yourself. Yeah, and I was right to of, really understand it. And I think like that's one thing I was, you know, is thinking. You know, I've thought a lot about, I guess, over the over the years, is like how to really get people to understand the value of it. And I think that's where people, it's like um, someone actually a facilitator at that conference said he he called it an experienced good, where people have to really experience to understand its impact. Um, it's definitely more difficult to be able, you know, certainly people like you <laughs> take a chance to be like, it sounds cool. And like, I think that's what DevOps Days Toronto did too. They were like, that sounds cool. Sure. We don't really know. And obviously I'm so grateful for people when they do sort of take that chance on me and they haven't experienced it. But um, yeah. I well, think you're just a lovely person as well. So talking to you, you know, it's, just hook, line, and sinker. We're just like hired. We're hiring you right now. Yes. Come to my conference, you lovely person. Well, someone's, someone asked me a while back about like, why would someone hire you over some, over another graphic recorder? And I'm like, I don't know, because they like me. Like, you know, because there's certainly people that have been doing this work way longer than me, right? And their work is freaking magical. So, you know, there's lots of different people with lots of different styles and, you know, what's what's out there to differentiate you over somebody else. And I like to think I'm like pretty chill and easygoing and flexible. And, you know, I think you, I've, you know, from day one, I've just tried to be myself you know, cause it's, you can't show up doing this type of work as anybody else. Right. Um, so it's very, yeah, I mean, funny. until you, you've seen you work or seen the graphic recording person do their thing, you know, you maybe may be hard to imagine how it was. And for me, it was like, where do I, where does she go on stage? How do we, do we film her and film a speaker? How do we do this? And I hadn't even thought of the whole post the uh, finished product in the social room, which was just total gold afterwards. Um, and, uh, you know, 
you're a, a total professional and you're like, I'm going to find the space. I'm going to make some space and I'm going to make it work. And it was awesome. And uh, people out of the way be like, get out of there. Can I hang this up behind you? Thanks to yeah. JD that the conference kind of happens and, and, and gets going in the, in the nitty gritty details after I kind of like am the one who invites everybody and I'm not really sure how it's going to work, but you know, I just, I'm the, I'm the inviter. Yeah. That's important. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be a conference if nobody showed up. So exactly. Yeah. And I'm, I'm always like, you know, one thing I created, like, I guess last summer sometime, you know, I'm always trying to improve my processes. So I have like this document that I send out to people now and says like, you know, it, it even has things in there like, you know, I don't eat red meat. So if you have to bring me my food, if because I have gone lots of times at events and haven't eaten. And so I'm like, if there's, if I am working over lunch, like if there's a lunch hour talk, please dedicate a volunteer to bring me some lunch. That would be yeah. check. Make sure I have water, you know, and like, I'm pretty self-sufficient, but I've had to be a bit explicit about some of those things because, you know, you have to be like, I have to listen to every single thing. Like you can't just zone out for one second. Yeah. Right. And, you know, food is important and water is important <laughs> to keep me going. So, um, you know, or even just like logistical things. Like when I, if I order supplies, please make sure that they're delivered to the spot. Cause I've shown up at events and went on a wild goose chase to like the back warehouse for my delivery. And, you know, I was supposed to be set up, right. Even though I try to give myself like two hours, if I'm arriving on the morning of, um, you know, that should be plenty of time, but not if I'm like on a wild goose chase for supplies that they can't find. Right. Yeah. So you know, I've learned, I've learned enough things that I'm like, okay, I need to communicate that these are the things that I feel like they're not that complicated, but a few things that I need in order to make this thing successful. So Forget it. you're having, a rock star. Having adequate wall space is another requirement. It's, it's definitely. Like, I showed up at an event last September and I, and I had sent the document. I said, wall space, like, they're like, yeah, no problem. Wall space. Got it. We got lots <laughs> of wall space, but I showed up and it was all brick. You can't stick anything to brick. Like it was oh, terrible. Yeah. So next, I'm gonna have to update my thing. Be like, brick doesn't count. Like, <laughs> but anyways, I was it was actually kind of this like fun little adventure because I decided to do this like insta insta story like day in a life. So then I'm like insta storing myself like going to like getting in a Uber to like to find a Staples to buy special tape and like all this stuff. <laughs> So you never know what's going to happen. Well, I think you were looking for some materials for Mac DevOps in 2019. And I think I sent you on a, or you found a store that was very far away. And then we realized that there was a store like one level below an art supply store. And yeah, I'm sorry about that, but yeah. <laughs> it's good. You know what? I bought a water bottle at that art store and I carry it with me every single day. So I'm glad that I went on that wild goose chase. Because like you visit the town, I guess, too. <laughs> to come back and get a new water bottle. Yeah. You're welcome back anytime, Ashton. I hope uh, we can speak again soon and uh, look forward to you uh recording uh, Mac DevOps in June 2020. So awesome. let's make yeah. it happen. Looking JD. forward to it. You're in charge of organizing the details, but uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I invited her. My job's done. Your job's done. <laughs> Perfect. 
Hi, everyone. I want to thank our amazing sponsors for Mac DevOps YVR 2020. Uh, we couldn't do it without your help and support. Our platinum sponsor, Mac Stadium, thank you so much. You helped us last year. You're helping us this year. You're just amazing people to work with. Our gold sponsor, Sauce Labs from Vancouver, uh, thank you so much. Uh, your support means a lot to us. And uh, Simple MDM, our silver sponsor this year. Every year you've been sponsoring us. Uh, thank you so much. Huge shout out to all three. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us today for the Mac DevOps podcast. Thank you to our guests and co-hosts. Mac DevOps podcast is a brainchild of Matt X and Chris Johnson. Today's episode was edited by JD Strong. Please like and share this podcast on your favorite podcast service. For the first time ever, the cat was literally sitting on my laptop and it had powered it down with its ass. That is that <laughs> power right there. Like I was like, get off my laptop. I'm like, what? You powered it down? Like, what? did you overheat it with your butt? Or what is going on?